Welcome to the Next Dimension Podcast, your portal to an extended reality. Every week we talk about the hottest topics in XR and let you join the discussion live on MRTV. And now, get ready for another exciting episode coming up. Hi, and welcome to this very special episode of the Next Dimension podcast. I'm here at the Lynx offices in Paris, France, together with Stan Larocque, the founder and CEO of Lynx. How are you doing? Hi, good. And you? Yeah, I'm really doing well. Welcome. I'm excited about this. Also here with us, of course, Gary Walkton from Immersed Robot. Hi, hello. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, really pleased to be here, to be honest. Yeah, it's looking really, forward to getting into it. It's pretty exciting. And also with me, my name is Sebastian Ang. I'm the founder of MRT, no, MRTV, <laughs> and also the host of the Next Dimension podcast. For all of you who don't know this podcast yet, this podcast is all about VR and AR and everything mixed, <laughs> like today here, and we are live every saturday 9 p.m berlin time 9 p.m paris time 8 p.m london time noon in san francisco and uh, 3 p.m in new york city you can listen to this podcast on all the podcast providers itunes spotify google alexa and if you enjoy what we're doing like really going places then absolutely do write us a good review on itunes for example so do get out your iPhone or iPad, find the podcast app, and yeah, simply find the Next Dimension podcast and do give us a five-star review. I traveled all the way to Paris. Come on, <laughs> we, we both, we both <laughs> exactly, did. Yeah. We both did, right? <laughs> so you can really absolutely give us a good review. So, of course, I am so excited for today's episode. Yeah, not only did I meet Gary for the first time in person, which is pretty amazing. Also, I met Stan for the first time, also in person. Yeah. And we're here together in Paris at the Lynx offices. And yeah, Gary and me, we are the first people ever to try out the Lynx, uh, a new functionality of the Lynx, where basically everything comes together that you that you had in mind right so now yeah. um, hand tracking works um, six degrees of freedom movement works occlusion works everything works right yeah and uh, earlier today you, you you tried that and you you posted on on, on youtube already right, right. Yeah, direct shot through I, I just put it out in the moment because uh yeah it was i think it's it's quite impressive it's quite a also satisfaction uh, for us, for me, at links, you know, to finally show yeah. to people what we're doing and all of the blocks coming together, it's a, it's a really exciting time. And I think it's what, what people wanted to, to see, you know. Right. I think so, too. Um, they needed um, to see that it really works, that this yeah. is a real product, right? Yeah. And I'm so excited about today's show, not only because it's the first time that we're live together and doing this, uh, so we hope that the audio quality is okay. Um, it's simply interesting and exciting to tell the world about our experiences because we have experienced it firsthand, your device, right? The links are one. And well, I'm excited to share it. Gary, probably you feel the same way. Absolutely, I am. Yeah, I can't wait to start talking about this yeah. because I wasn't expecting there's a lot of you come here with a lot of expectations and right. you don't know which way things are going to go, if all the demos are going to work and stuff like that. But I can, you know, we'll get into all of that a little bit later on. Exactly. So this is 
an extremely exciting show. Thank you so much if you're watching this and uh, probably um, share this link, this live link right now. And um, yeah, let's let's enjoy this moment together because I think this is a very special moment <laughs> of us being together. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's a very special show. So why don't you share this goodness and join us live right now? Because we don't know how this show is going to turn out, what's going to happen. No idea. This is kind of spontaneous, everything. And therefore, join us. I'm sure we're going to have a great time together here tonight. Live from Paris again. Yeah. Right. So we have, uh, this is a very um, special show. So we're not going to go into all kinds of different topics today. For sure, there are a lot of topics like Resident Evil, for sure, and other topics. But today we are mostly going to concentrate on two topics and that is obviously links <laughs> since we're here now and we've tried it we're going to share our experiences with you and also the launch of the vario aero which is a new high-end vr headset for enthusiasts from vario the finnish company that before had only been doing headsets for enterprise customers now last week they came out with the aero a very exciting high-end device and i also am going to share my experiences with it since i had it already for a couple of weeks and you probably saw my review so we're not going to go too deep into that topic but we will have a conversation and we will probably touch upon some topics yeah that are not in my review right yeah, on some questions yeah, that, that you yeah. have or that the general public has so we can simply uh, talk about it right exactly and that's what we want to do but before we go into these topics first of all we would like to um, hear about our weeks and i would like to start with you stan so you are the ceo and founder of links and you're making this headset here probably you can show it into the camera right this is the links r1 and it is a mixed reality headset that allows you to do vr but also AR and mixed reality, basically. That's that's something that I showed today when I posted my Through the Lens video onto my YouTube channel, where people can see that actually you can see the reality thanks to the pass-through cameras, thanks to the color pass-through cameras, right? And into that reality that you see on that VR screen, you can superimpose pictures, right? Like, uh, for example, the planets. Like in the, in the short clip that I put to YouTube, there is the sun, that uh, I, with my unbelievable powers, took with my hands <laughs> and placed it here into your office. And then I showed occlusion. So this is basically what you're doing. Um, Stan, how was your last week? You're in the middle <laughs> of your Kickstarter. Yeah, that you, is right. You have people over here. Like uh, last week, Cass and Cherry came. Now it's us. You're still working on the demos. How did your last week look like? Uh, so it's very agitated right now i would say we are doing control chaos okay. uh, where so we are in this middle of the kickstarter campaign and people need to see the product working and right. to to know that what they're ordering will will deliver you know that the, the experience will be there and what we're promising is is real mm -hmm. and right now today we are able finally to demonstrate that so you show right. something you also you also have footage and you're you're going to talk about that later of course yes. uh, with your experience but my last week i was dealing with all sorts of things the kickstarter campaign 
sourcing components, dealing with the team, uh, doing some demos, organizing your your venue here. It's uh, it's really agitated. I'm really happy that it's Saturday night, and because tomorrow uh, it's Sunday morning, and I can sleep mm. for so, the first time, probably. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. It's how uh, much did you sleep in the last week? Uh, not not enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, you, you can you can ask my my girlfriend, <laughs> but uh, yeah, clearly not enough. Uh, and uh, we are we are taking off. You know, at links like. Finally, we are taking off since we are able to demonstrate the product. Right. Uh, so I can't wait for the company to grow so we can have more resources. Right. Help us do all the work we are doing here. Because when you think about it for a second, making that headset with a 15 people company. Yeah. All in this room. All in this room. All, all in this very room. It's uh, it's crazy. And uh, when we started that, if you have told me what what it, we need to go through to get there. I would have say, okay, no, <laughs> we'll we'll do something else. Right. So yeah, last week and uh, all of the next days as well are going to be agitated. Of course. Uh, very exciting. Of very course. exciting, including tonight. I'm very yeah. glad for all that. Yeah. This was like a super exciting day for all of us, I believe. Mm -hmm. Right. Meeting you for the first time, coming to the office, meeting your co-founder Tuki, and like yeah, showing this for the first time. It must have been like a super exciting for you. Yeah. Over the moment, right? The, the moment. Over like, when we put it on yeah. for the first time. Like, like um, setting your baby free to to MRTV and to Gary. Yeah, well, keep, keeping in mind as well. One of the demos we tried, you only actually wrote last night as well. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that is true. Some of the demos are very, very yeah. new. Uh, not even the, the team here so so them. Uh, but uh, yeah, you, you tried everything, and I was worried that you know when you first put it on, you say, what is what is this crap? And, and, and just <laughs> yeah. okay, let's go back to Germany. And yeah, yeah. But, yeah, right. And and, and, and you know, I'm worried until the last minute that things are not what people expect. But of course, but today was different. Today is something that is really important to me. Uh, you're the first one to to see the experiences, to to see what the device really enables yeah. for the future of mixed reality, and uh, and I can't be more excited and more tired about that. Yeah, I, I totally get it, and I'm so looking forward. Yeah, to tell you out there about uh, my experiences and then Gary also about his experiences and what we think of the device. And that is going to be super exciting. And I would just like to congratulate you and your team for what you have achieved in only two years, right? Yeah, that is It's only two years. You are a small startup here in Paris with 15 people. And I must honestly tell you that I think it's pretty overwhelmingly amazing that this year is now in front of us that yeah. this device this is the transparent version that this is actually here within two years you made this happen with completely new lenses with like um, hand tracking with a pass through color pass through and it's here in my hands after two years i can just tell you this is an incredible achievement that i haven't seen on on the market so far and i've, I've seen a lot of companies a lot of hardware companies i'm myself a hardware engineer Right, so it's it's amazing. Congratulations to that first. Thank you. I, I can't believe it either. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, right. So this is really a big achievement. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. A very dedicated team. Yeah, and we'll continue that way. You know, we're uh, all very different, but we are all driven by by the same passion. Right. Uh, a lot of people here are young, a bit older, coming from different industries. Okay. But AR and VR is so important for us that we put all our heart into this device. 
Right. Yeah, I can tell. I can I can feel your passion and I love it. Cool. Very cool. So yeah, an exciting week for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably every week is gonna be exciting for the next, I don't know, a couple of years. It's uh, yeah, it's been like that for, right? for quite some time. Yeah, you're right. Like, yeah, right. Uh, to do a startup is, is unbelievable. It's yeah. crazy, right? Especially in this new emerging market. And we are we're trying to share that, you know, when I do the live events and stuff like that. We're right. trying to share that to to people that are following the project and uh, you can see the progress like all we went through you know and to finally have that on the table here is really a lot of effort yeah and you know what it's so cool that i can finally have a look at this lens here let me show that to to people that this lens this is the lens of the links and it it looks it looks so different than any other lens that i've ever seen in my life Right. This is like, um, how would you call this kind of shape? Uh, so, uh, optically speaking, it's a catadioptric prism. Uh, but the cute name that the lens designer in Spain called it is the, the clover. Right. The clover. It makes sense. And check this out. So this is absolutely interesting. And you know what? When I saw that in your streams, right? As I saw you when you showed it to the camera and I had to... I, in my in my imagination, it was heavy. In my imagination, this yeah. is like a diamond. Like, like, like wow, this is gonna be heavy. And um, when I when you first gave it to me, it's like, what? It's super light. And I totally misunderstood it. So this is not made of glass. It's made of plastic. It's made of yeah. plastic. It's 18 grams. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's very light. light. It's yeah. very light. So interesting. And when you look at that shape as well, and you put it close to your eye, you do think, how the heck can I ever see anything through this? Yeah. But it worked. It, it worked. Yeah, that was really, really surprising. I mean, we will talk about this later, but I can tell you, it's not strange. It's just a normal VR experience, right? The Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing like, okay, strange coming together. It looks just like a normal VR experience. That we all know so that was like one of my big like surprises today right <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll talk about this yeah, more yeah cool cool so exciting week from for you <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah you've done lots of things of course gary how about your last week uh, what did you do did you do anything in vr or not too much in vr i had a little bit of a busier week with work anyway and also of course i was anticipating coming yeah. here yeah. So I was really looking forward to that. So the only piece of VR content that I made last week was based around the fact that I was coming here um, <laughs> and sort of asking for questions and things. Um, also, I was planning on doing some stuff on Elite Dangerous because that's got an update coming, but that's been delayed till next week. So I'll probably make some content on that next week. But um, then, of course, leaving after the anticipation, I came and I met you, Sebastian. Yeah, yeah. how was yesterday. it? Yesterday. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah, yeah it's it was okay. fine. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, uh, meeting a German guy, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, met up, we met up last night, yeah, had a few beers, uh, went and took some photos near the Arc de Triomphe yeah. as well. Had a very uh, expensive cocktail. We did, yeah, very expensive oh, cocktail. Wow. Yeah, we, I was surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Paris. Yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah, at the Arc de Triomphe, yeah. we had a cocktail, right? it was expensive. Okay. But it was nice. It was yeah, a very nice. It was cocktail. an amazing cocktail. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. But um, yeah, so I've not been doing too much in uh, the past in VR. I have picked up Resident Evil 4, but I've not played it yet. Okay. Um, so I'll probably give that a try. Um, I've never played Resident Evil 4 before. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, really? Yeah, this okay. will be my first time in VR. So oh, even I have played it, and I hate horror games, but I played it, um, yeah, on the Nintendo GameCube. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I was 
a bit younger. <laughs> a little bit younger, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much my week. Okay. Uh, a lot of anticipation about yeah. coming to the, this place, exactly yeah. where we are now. Exactly, to the offices. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Yeah, wow, I was so busy. Unbelievable, oh my goodness. So yeah, you have seen my review, my review about the Vario, right? Yep. And uh, that was basically what I was preoccupied with. You know, you, you get this device a few weeks earlier, which is amazing, of course, right? And then there is this deadline. Okay, no, the embargo lifts. Yeah. yeah at, at 21st of October, at that time, you can have your, your review ready. And okay, yeah, that you want, obviously you want exactly at that time, you want to come out with your review. So I was just like, wow, working so hard on making this review a reality, making it happen. And um, yeah, I did it. It's like a 20, uh, 21 minute review of the value with, with really all kinds of details, the MRTV style um, through the lens <laughs> videos that I always do, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, then I always do all the videos in German and English. So I have to like double the work with everything. So I was spending, uh, yeah, the nights and days, uh, the, the days and nights, I was just saying like this, at the office working on that review. And then I knew it would come out on, on that day. And I knew on the next day I would go to Paris, right? So I had to also organize all kinds of things. And I really rarely slept at all, just like you. Yeah, I think it's the thing of for if you are a startup founder, like I, I regard myself also as a founder, right? For, for MRTV to do yeah. it full time. And it's, it's just like crazy, <laughs> the amount of work. Like, I'm not sure if people understand that, like what it means to make this, this kind of video, like how, how long it takes to make a video. And now when you watch the video, check out like um, how, the, how the, the camera movement, <laughs> you know, when, when, I, when, I, when I show that device, it's getting better. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I was, it was exciting to make this review. It was so exciting. Yeah, to be invited here to Paris now to come and the anticipation and then yesterday meeting you having a beer and yeah, meeting you in reality it's exactly how I expected it to be <laughs> that was great like yeah. directly yeah I said it's weird to see you in 3D it's weird <laughs> it's, it's an odd sensation it is you think you think you know Sebastian on from the screen <laughs> yeah he does yeah. look basically the same <laughs> yeah yeah same with you and I, I told you I think you look even better in the in reality <laughs> thank like, you very much yeah, really absolutely <laughs> It was good, yeah, yeah. It was was great to meet you, and great today to meet you, and have have a lunch together, like the French style, a typical French restaurant. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. So, um, yeah, this is basically now um, the, the climax of this week for me. Really, like this puts everything together. This show now that we're here now, yeah. live in Paris, yeah. talking about everything, and. I must tell you, I couldn't be happier than with what I'm doing here. I love it. Like now, finally, again, meeting people in reality, talking about what I'm passionate about, finding out about the links and this new kind of technology, which will change all of our lives in the future. Like, yeah, we'll get to this point and it's going to be pretty fantastic, I believe. Right. That was my week. So <laughs> we, we've all been busy and now everything is finding its climax in today's show. Yeah. Cheers to that again, yeah? Okay. Oh, that's yours. <laughs> oh, we're oh, sharing for me. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Yeah, I, yeah. Need a, I need a new one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. French fries. I did not eat French fries. Um, how do you call it? Uh, pommes frites? Yeah, pommes frites. Yeah. Pommes frites. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, actually, I took French in, uh, in high school. 
but I forgot everything until now. Anyways. Oh my God. <laughs> it looks so funny how you open that beer bottle. <laughs> okay, cool. So let's start with the topic that I was preoccupied with most of the time. Yeah. Let's talk about the Vario Aero. So for all the people who have not heard about it yet, the Vario Aero, Aero is a new headset, a new VR headset, high-end VR headset from Finnish company Vario. Before, Vario was only doing um, headsets for enterprise customers, very high-end, very beautiful resolution, super clear screen, super high resolution, and they have different kind of models. They had the VR3 and the XR3 that are at the moment their flagship models for enterprise, the VR3 being a VR headset and the XR3 being a mixed reality headset with a beautiful pass-through and um, also the same high-res screen and even that super high-res focus display where you will get a human eye resolution with a 70 pixel per degrees. And I can tell you, this is absolutely stunning. I received the device, the VR3, like a couple of months ago. It was uh, loaned out to me. And um, yeah, I made some footage, <laughs> some videos um, showing my excitement when I simply looked through it. I took through the lens videos of the VR3 and uh, the video got, uh, I think, 200,000 views now, which is like really high for, for a VR through the lens video, at least on MRTV. And um, yeah, that was pretty exciting. So lots of you out there listening to this right now, they commented like, okay, wow, I want this. Um, shut up and take my money. Give, it, give, us, give us the consumer version. Because you could buy the VR3 as a normal person, but you would have to pay a yearly fee. Like every year you have to pay like 800 euro to Vario for, to get support, to get business support, which makes absolutely sense for a business device since they need lots of support, right? And, and some, actually some um, consumers, flight simmers, they went for it. They bought the VR3. And there's actually a really interesting Discord group from Vario where these um, people meet. And I was also part of this. So hello to the Vario Discord group. Um, and you also really helped the company to make this decision to go and make a consumer device. And thanks to all this feedback, to all the thumbs up, to your comments, to everything, Vario did have the confidence to say, you know what, let's friggin' do it and let's come out with a consumer headset. And that is the Vario Arrow. It has the same screens like the VR3, like 2,800 by 2,700 pixels, um, pixels per eye, like a very high resolution. So as a comparison, the um, the index has 1,400 times 1,600. So very, very high resolution. And it's basically the same headset like the VR3, but it is lighter since they got rid of the hand tracking of the VR3. And also they get rid of the focus displays. So the focus displays, the super high resolution um, displays, they get rid of them and actually they were not needed anyways, since the current GPUs, 3090, they could not run those um, um, displays anyways at their own resolution. And whenever I played with the VR3 and all the people who had the VR3, when they played it, they couldn't make use of that focus screen. So they get rid of it. And because of that, the device is now much lighter. And um, yeah, it's like, it's, it's like way lighter if you compare the VR3 with the Arrow. 
So that is something that, that is better now. It now costs 2,000 euro before taxes, also cheap, and there's no yearly fee anymore. And well, you, you saw probably my review. If you have not done so yet, absolutely do so. Yeah, I spent a lot of time on doing that review. <laughs> so check it out. And there, basically, you will find all of what I had to say. I can put it into a nutshell before we go to the questions, probably from you guys. So it's the, the most beautiful visuals that I've ever seen in virtual reality, period. It is just so mind-blowing, photorealistic. And for those people who are already enthusiasts, like those enthusiast simmers who play Microsoft Flight Simulator, or who want to have the best racing experience and who have the setup at home already where they already spent thousands of dollars for that kind of like motion seat and and whatever i would say go for it really knock yourself out enjoy it if you want to have the best visuals in vr right now go for it go for the two thousand four hundred dollars or euros and enjoy the best visuals Right, it's all about the visuals, and that's also something that I must also stress. The device doesn't have its own audio solution. There is a 3.5 millimeters headphone jack, where you can like put your own headphones into it, and they do give you in-ear headphones, which work well, by the way. But it's not something like they would be integrated into the headset, like for example with above index or or the Reverb G2. Right, so that's something that you should keep in mind. Also, FOV-wise, if you love huge FOVs, if you are a fan of the Pimax headsets, then this is not the same. This has an FOV of 100 horizontally. That's what I measured. So that, that is something like the G2 um, once you have already modded it. So this is something like, like normal, right? Like Oculus Quest 2, uh, Reverb G2, and so on and so forth. So if it's about FOV, this is not the right thing for you. But if it's about visuals, if you simply want to have like the most mind-blowing visuals, then I would say go for it. It's it's just beautiful to see all of these games in this unbelievable resolution. Everything looks like uh, you're looking at a glossy magazine paper, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's really it's really cool. It's really amazing to have that, and that would probably be my um, yeah my uh, my um, summary. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. So um, this headset, I mean, you said it earlier as well. This is like a Simmer's dream headset right. by the sounds of it. So for Microsoft Flight Simulator, for racing games and things like that, do you see this as being, for people, because some people are not just into simming, but they really enjoy simming and they're very enthusiastic about it. But they're also into a lot of other different types of games like yeah, you, for example, right. so, um, and me, actually. But um yeah. What do you think? Is this really sort of focused, really laser focused on those that simming market, or is it perfectly fine to use it as a as a complete gaming VR system? Okay. Um, I mean, I suppose part of that question as well comes back to the fact that simmers are the ones that will drop two thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they they did the good targeting already, like calling it Aero. Yeah. I believe that's because of like the the airplane simulations. That's yeah. What I think probably that's Makes why sense. it's called Aero. Um, also, it is a wired headset. Yeah, but it's wired to a gaming PC. Therefore, I believe it has the best, the perfect application when sitting, for example, or when you are in this kind of simming situation, right? When you are, don't move so much, yeah. it's not wireless, right? So I also 
played other games. Basically, I played all the games that I normally enjoy, right? Like Half-Life Alex, Boneworks, I like this kind of games. Yeah. And it's it's still also for normal people like me who are not like uh, our Steve, your flight sim guy. Hello, if you're watching this, too bad that you're not here. Um, it's also a different experience to suddenly see everything in this kind of detail. Yeah. Like I played Half-Life Alex again, and I was just like like blown away by things that I simply didn't see before. I was again staring at that glove. Yeah. <laughs> I've looked at this glove like with the Reverb G2 already, right? So long. And like, wow, I can't believe that there's even more detail. Mm. It's it looks it everything looks fantastic, especially because something that I didn't mention right now, of course, how could I not mention this? The lenses. Lenses are so important for the visuals, right? Right, Stan? I mean, you are you're making headsets. This is kind of important, right? What, what do you think? How important are lenses together with the display? I think the optical block is the most important part of the. Oh, the most important. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. It. Finished. Yeah. yeah. Period. Yeah. <laughs> so the optics, and from from my experience now, I, I think I can I can also just say yes. I, I agree. The lenses are so important. Okay. The lenses must be so uh, so important. And here we have these spherical lenses which means they are clear lenses. You don't have these uh, Fresnel rings, yeah. which are um, causing um, God rays. This kind of problems when you have like high contrast scenes, mm -hmm. um, white text on black background, then you see all kind of God rays coming out of it. Mm -hmm. Like with, with the index, I love the index, but this is the one thing that really makes the index not so nice for all kinds of things. Yeah. If you play bright things, no problem. But if you get into darker things, if you want to watch a movie in big screen, no. Yeah, you have all these kind of like uh, flares, the lens flares, it's not so good. I agree with that. Um, I think it's probably fair as well to point out the advantages and the disadvantages. You're right, that you're right. So the disadvantages, I mean, generally they are thicker than Fresnel lenses, my understanding, um, mm -hmm. generally, and a little bit heavier. Yeah. And also they tend to have this problem. And I know that the VR3, and I think from some reviews and some hands-on impressions of the XR3 as well, they have this issue of lens edge distortion. Now, yes. this is something that I know you've mentioned on when you covered the VR3. Exactly. And also, I wanted to just bring up quickly Upload VR's review of yes. the uh, Vario Aero, because Jamie Felton in that review, he did mention that basically this is a, a big problem for him. Right. Whereas for you, you felt differently. You felt like it would, right. you, you could see a little bit, perhaps, but it wasn't a, an right. issue. I think, I think it's great that you bring this up. So in my opinion, something like um, distortions are super individual. Like probably for me, it's okay, but somebody else will be completely uh, blown away in a negative way by, by distortions in general, mm -hmm. right? So everyone is so, so different. And for, for this experience now, first of all, I was using the VR3 before. I knew these distortions. And in all my videos that you can watch on YouTube, when I talk about the VR3, also when I did the through the lens videos, I always mentioned distortions that they are really kind of strong. And uh, if it wasn't for the unbelievable, beautiful picture, I would be thrown off as well. Mm -hmm. But the, the beautiful um, resolution, it, it, it took my most of my attention. But I totally understand it. If people then say like, wow, that, that's too bad. I cannot enjoy that VR experience at all. So that was what I, what I was expecting for the arrow when I got it. So I got it and uh, I asked the, the VAR team, um, how do I run it? Do I use the same software or um, do I get some new software? What's, what's the deal? 
And so they told me, okay, uh, check out the package. There is a new software version uh, on a memory stick with your arrow. You have to deinstall uh, de the old one, put on the new um, version of this um, Vario base, and then simply um, try it. And that's what I did. I tried it and I was absolutely blown away by how much the distortion problem was improved by software. So I was looking up and down and um, for the Vario VR3, I saw this kind of a barrel distortion where like the bulge is going through the, the picture. If you look up and down, like, okay, that sucks, right? But it was gone, really, absolutely gone. Also the warping on the sides was so incredibly improved. It, it really blew my mind. It's so good. And that's why in my review, I said, I don't think this, the, the normal person, like I don't regard myself anymore as a normal person will, would see this even. And because I know like the, the PSVR also has the spheric lenses and it also actually has distortions. Like if you, if you sit like this and then you, you just move the headset, but not your head. And then you look at some, some straight line. Wow. It's going to like completely change like this, mm -hmm. like pupil swim and all kind of stuff. So the same, and people don't really comment on, on the PlayStation VR and say, wow, this has terrible distortions. And that is why, in my opinion, this is already so way improved that people will not have this problem. However, I also, um, it's all about the software version. Then um, I got another version um, from Vario that I, that I updated, and then I had more, more distortion again. So it is so dependent on what kind of version you have. Yeah. You know, so probably Jamie from Upload, he had the super latest version where I also saw again, again, more distortion because they want to fix something and then they reintroduce the problem there. So it is not right now, it is not yet um, perfect for everything, I think. And, um, but I'm, I'm very confident in the team that they will make it happen. Like the first version that I had on the memory stick, that's the one that I'm going to show people when they visit me at the MRTB headquarter. Mm -hmm. Because for me, that completely killed the distortion. Then they did a software update over the air and I had a bit again, but not as crazy as the VR3. So I don't know. I, I, what I believe is, I believe that Jamie from Upload VR, probably he had a different software version and therefore he saw it more, but I don't know. <laughs> Jamie, we have to check it, check it out, right? What kind of version we were using. Anyways, this is a software um, problem that can get resolved right yeah. you also have uh, you also use lens distortion profiles right of course yeah you, you have to do it you do so many iterations of the lens of the calibration process right this is normal this is, this normal. is totally normal it right? can be solved i'm sure yeah uh, i'm not worried for vario about about that yeah the same with me really i, I really I, I saw how much they improved this lens distortion profile from the vr3 mm -hmm. that i used before to now to the arrow that i can absolutely confidently say i don't think this is going to be a problem. They they have mentioned as well, and I think uh, Jamie mentioned this in his upload review. Yeah. They are still working on this, and this will be a, yes. a solved problem by the time it yes. launches uh, right. in December. Is it December? I, believe. I think December. Yes. Um, yes. So yeah, there's something to keep in mind. It's, it's just something that I noticed particularly about that, that review. Right. I think uh, Ben Lang on Votes VR mentioned it as well, but like you, he seemed less concerned. Right. Or, or didn't focus on that particular aspect. Right. Right. I yeah, I think so. Yeah. So this is definitely something to still keep in mind. Like I'm not saying like, okay, this is like completely gone, this problem, but I, I'm just saying like, um, I had a version where this was like, not a problem in my opinion, in my professional opinion, 
I could I think they could sell it like this already. So it's good that we talked about this uh, distortion part. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Other than that, still to for your question before. So yeah, all the titles that I played looked just amazing, just better. So yeah, I I, I see myself playing Lone Echo Two in this instead yeah. of like the Quest Two, just because it looks so amazing. It's uh, yeah, you've um, probably seen my through lens the video yeah. of Lone Echo One. Yeah, it feels like you are on the space station anymore. Uh, now it's not like uh, some comic thing. It's like you are there. It's freaking mind blowing. <laughs> it, it really is. Yeah. This is really really good. So. But still, of course, you have a cable, right? So, so wireless is better. Yeah, yeah. So, so also, I mean, it looks to be as well quite a, a bulky, a bulkier headset. What's the yeah. weight like? Five hundred fifty grams. Yes, around. So yeah, the Quest is also five hundred yeah, grams. Yeah, so it's but together good. with everything, then there's the cable tuck, right? Probably you are then like with everything, probably seven hundred grams. Mm -hmm. But it's a very comfortable headset. Yeah, it's got that strap, which is, is that exactly the same strap that was on the... The same the thing, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. Like I mentioned, I don't like the strap particularly well because uh, you cannot like like flip it up and then yeah. Yeah, it's a problem. And it's also not for really huge heads. If you have a huge head and you want to get into it with your glasses, no. no. So they, they really need to improve that for the next iteration. And um, yeah, but uh, for first uh, for first array into consumer, it's solid. So for people who, who have the money, who want to have like, yeah, the, the, the bleeding edge of uh, visuals right now, I would say you can go for it. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Any more questions? <laughs> uh, not really. I mean, it was mainly I wanted to focus on, on that side, just getting your perspective on the other side that people had on this headset. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, I think, for you covered it really in terms of the simming the simming community because to me that's where this squarely fits yeah, in. yeah for sure and uh steve the off lighting guy i don't think i've ever seen a more enthusiastic Steve. yeah he was he, he was really happy yeah yeah he was yeah yeah exactly okay cool that was interesting but now <laughs> we're going to talk about the links i mean perfect it's funny because people in the in, on the live say why the fuck is he in Link's headquarters talking about Vario? <laughs> and we, someone else was saying, is he saying that Vario is better than Link's? I think so we're doing you. completely different stuff. Yeah. And okay. Maybe you you can tell more because you yeah. tried both yeah, 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 exactly. You'll it's tell us totally, totally more different. about that. Yeah. Exactly. Um, also, still, I believe that we are all in XR family, right? It's, it's amazing that there is now now two cool companies here in Europe doing xr right vario and you and it's it's amazing i'm so happy that, that this is happening and that i can cover both of you and it's it's cool it's cool yeah so now now to to the excitement to this here this is the links r1 wow this is your baby <laughs> and you've been waiting you've been working on this for the last two years and yeah so you are finally everything is coming together probably again you can tell in a short and concise way what this is for people who have really no idea and then we go from there here it is your, your baby so this is a standalone the first standalone mixed reality headset so it can do vr it can do ar and it can do both at the same time so what does that mean? It's really hard to convey the 
it's better to try yeah, than yeah. you try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really better so to you're, try. You'll tell yeah. people what you saw, what you experienced yeah, um, right. with me today. Um, so we were all alone today uh, on Saturday at Link's office, and uh, I made uh, Sebastian and Gary tried some of our demos here that we've been working on uh, with all the blocks coming together, like uh, hand tracking, six dove, color pass through, things where this device really shines. Um, as a VR headset, there is nothing really special to say compared to, for example, the Quest. Yeah, we've seen it's, it before. We, we have seen it before. We're, we're not bringing something new on the market here. Yeah. But, but with the hand tracking we have and the color pass-through and the 6DOF, it brings so much more on the table. And you've only tried demos like that today, I think. Right. And you can, you can tell the emotion it creates and also the use case it enables uh, for the futures. Um, so we are very proud to finally have finished this headset and bringing it to people. So the best way, if you want to, if you want to be in the first one to access this, this device today, we are putting the priority on our Kickstarter ordering page. So there would be a, a Kickstarter link probably shared uh, below the video. Uh, and, I will uh, do that. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, and, uh, and on that Kickstarter, you can you can order. Uh, the Lynx Special Edition, which is this one, a transparent one, or the base model for a very affordable price. So this is basically what we're doing, right? In a concise way. <laughs> it, 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 it was really good. It was really very concise. And yeah, I really want to mention that this device cost five hundred dollars. Yeah. So I, I backed you. I'm one of your backers, and uh, I, I can just reiterate that in my opinion, this is like a steal because it brings so many new technologies to the table, all put into one headset. And I think um, like for a startup company to be able to offer a headset like the, like the Lynx for $500 is quite an accomplishment. Can you tell us um, how you make this price happen? Yeah, sure. So before we had eye tracking on board and some of the features and this, this summer, we, we switched to consumer. We, we, we knew what the device was capable of, and we saw that there is a, a very strong market for mixtuality to create new games and new kinds of entertainment and creativity tools. So we made this, this huge bet that, okay, we, it's a professional device, but it also should be quickly a consumer device. So based on those volume projections that we made alongside Qualcomm and our partners, we cut some of the prices uh, when you order the quantities you, you need to, to produce the, the headset. Wow. And uh, we're on the, on the base model for consumer on the Kickstarter, we are not making any margin. So the price okay. will go up after the Kickstarter. So this is why you should get one now, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but um, we are trying to get it as low as possible. I cannot detail all the prices of the right, components, right. and some of them are changing because there is drama everywhere on the supply chain for electric, uh, electronics components. But uh, you know, when we mentioned the lens, yeah, when we mentioned the lens, uh, it's a plastic molded single piece. Okay, and it's really hard to design. It's really hard to iterate on that. So huge props for uh, our partners in Spain, in back. But once you have the mold, 
it's six dollars to manufacture okay so all the components we're using are from the smartphone world and the only thing that are not from the smartphone world are is the lens and the lens is not very expensive when you compare that to other headsets that can also do augmented reality it's really not expensive right okay yeah that's very special um so let's make people understand what is different for, for this headset as compared to something like the quest and um what this can actually do and probably we should talk about what we experienced here because yeah, i think people know already in general what yeah. is this about right i think yeah there's there's a lot of places now um but it's good to give an introduction in, yeah. into what it is again exactly. um yeah. but yeah there's uh, there's been a lot of buzz around this headset for you know since the kickstarter launched and you know a few weeks before it was really building up around that time um so yeah i mean i'm excited to talk about what we tried yeah. <laughs> um so the first thing so you went first sebastian i did so why don't you go ahead and give yeah, really. you your impressions <laughs> <laughs> okay so first of all i must say i think it's really important that now people are coming here like like us or like before kiss and cherry and there's more people going to come and really look through it and tell people what they see because that i must honestly tell you i think like for the timing was a bit off when you started the kickstarter and basically people had to order this blind without anyone seeing it right exactly so i was thinking okay why didn't he bring me in earlier <laughs> yeah but it's just everything was like completely overwhelming right you were still working on the device and yeah. stuff right yeah that's that's for the timeline yeah people now coming after the kickstarter has started so that's simply something that i want to 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 say um like i believe for for the timing it would have been better if i was here at the beginning of the kickstarter but then some things would not be ready but now actually like today or it's like yesterday, <laughs> yeah, yeah it was actually it was actually good that we came a bit later absolutely because now all the pieces came together for the headset and you could really show us the end model with everything working with the hand tracking working perfectly right with the pass-through with everything with the six degrees of freedom everything working together in unison right and um yeah so yeah let me tell you what we did so the first demo that you gave us was like a, a drawing app i would say like tilt brush like something yeah. like tilt brush so first of all, I put on the device and what do I see? I see your office in pass-through mode. So in pass-through mode means that the cameras in front of the device, there are like two pass-through cameras. They, um, they take a video of the surroundings here in color. I think that's something special. I believe most of you out there have seen the pass-through of the Quest, which is not color, but here this is in color also in 3D. And yeah, so I'm, I'm seeing your office and seeing you guys, they're in really good quality. And also on top of that, and, and that's really, that's really what, what kicked me. I told you that, right? I have the human vision FOV, <laughs> obviously, since it's my normal human vision. So the device is here, probably I, sh I can simply show it. Like, yeah, just, I have a big hat, so. <laughs> So here we go. So here, for all the people who are watching this right now, I see um, the office in pass-through mode, in VR mode, in, through this interesting lenses that we're going to talk about. But in my peripheral vision, I still see the office. Like right now, when I look for, I still see 
Stan and Gary, because we have this this uh, wide field of view, right? It's uh, it's pretty cool, and you see the office like until here in in past room mode, and then there's the real office. So it feels like suddenly I'm wearing an AR headset with a human field with a human field of view, and I can I can just oh like this is good. I can I can just compare that, for example, with my experience with the, the Magic Leap One when I was wearing it. Like my field of view was constricted by the arms of the device, so I didn't have this. But this was really the first thing that was striking me that I I have that full human vision, and then the stuff that was projected to me in pass-through mode into the VR headset it matched. It pretty much matched like the stuff that I see in the real world. And then on top of that, <laughs> on top of that, then when I put out my hands, I can see my hands obviously, right? In the past remote. And I, I also can see um, this, um, how would you call it? The, the skeleton? The skeleton, yeah. The skeleton, right? Which was done through your hand tracking. So so the device, it can, it can track my hands like in a really, um, lag-free way. There was no latency at all. I can do all kinds of funny things. So it's in integrated ultra leap. It, that's the point. Exactly. It's it's the in so... ultra leap. Um, the, the hand tracking is just good. Yeah. It's just very fast, with um, yeah, very little latency. And I have the Hololens at home, the Hololens Two, which is a nice device, which also does. Oh, you have it here. Perfect. Which is is a very comparable form factor. Probably um, you could show it to the camera both. So it's a, it's a very, very comparable form factor, the HoloLens 2 and the, the links are one. And the, the HoloLens 2 also has hand tracking. And I, I don't want uh, <laughs> to talk bad about Microsoft or the HoloLens 2. It's also a great device. But you can. <laughs> but, I, but obviously I can also. Uh, I'm just comparing it now. And... Um, the latency of the hand tracking for the HoloLens 2 is like way higher than the latency of the hand tracking here. So the hand tracking, it, it, I don't feel any latency, right? You also have the same feeling, right? Exactly the same, yeah. And also it should be pointed out that during the demos that we had today with the hand tracking, you've mentioned that, you know, this is still not finalized with certain things with the LEDs that need to be finalized right. as well. What was there was, was great anyway. But also, the um, there was like a slight offset. There's some calibration that needs to be done with the hand tracker very slightly. I didn't actually notice that. Uh, he so told us, you yeah. It, that, that I, I noticed it. So, um, but the hand tracking is something that I think we can focus on because it's right. it's better than, I mean, it's definitely better than the Quest 2 hand tracking. There's yes. barely any latency whatsoever. And um, it's also because it's got this social leap. Um, integration which is generally regarded as the best hand tracking anyway you've got varying things that you can do the the uh the software version that they're using is the latest software version gemini which is it allows sort of interlocking things and things like that is a little bit of occlusion yeah you'll try do a great job on their tracking algorithm and now you can you can do things like this like this yeah you can interlace the the two hands better and it's uh, it's faster uh, when you initialize the hands when they arrive in the frame, and you notice also the latency is still very very good. So we are very happy to be working with them and to be the first company to bring their technology in an HMD. Right. So it's a really great partnership. 
Right. So, um, yeah, so I saw my hands and, and that skeleton um, over my hands and I saw, okay, it tracks very well. And that, that app that we tried, first of all, it allowed us to, to draw with our hands. So, so something like tilt brush, yeah. but in mixed reality for the first time. So basically I can walk around this room and I can, I can simply draw something with my hands. And the great artist that I am, I, of course, directly did the MRTV uh, logo, yeah, beautiful, <laughs> and drew it into the air in front of the camera and behind it was Gary. And that was like a beautiful thing to see. Like the MRTV logo um, was occluding Gary. That's not very nice. Yeah. You want to see me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw you through the MRTV logo. Yeah, that's the best version. Well, of the, you. The, <laughs> the thing is, as well, with that is because everything. Because I've used Magic One, and I actually used the Hololens today as well. And just the way that those technologies work, it's different to the way you were doing it. Of course, this is pass through. And the advantage of that is anything that you paint in the air looks far more solid than it will in yeah. any of those devices. That is the point. It's something that stands out to you. It's how vibrant the colors are compared right. to the background and how, you know, it's a cartoony kind of thing that we were doing when we were drawing these things. It was just cartoons, but you can easily imagine something that was more lifelike, more fully rendered, more rendered by a profession, professional, not as idiots just going like this in the air. Yeah, right. You can imagine how solid and how real that would feel in an environment like this. That combined with the fact that you've got video pass-through that can be carefully synchronized with these digital objects just gives them far more weight than, than some other technologies. Yeah, right. And, and there's absolutely um, the advantage that I see over like optical um, AR, like for example, the HoloLens or the Magic League or all these devices because I, I simply could see the colors so super clear in the environment here, the MRTV logo here in the environment. Like with the other devices, it would be some kind of transparent MRTV logo where I can still see the things past it because it's simply optic. It's, it's going to be tough to make real occlusion. But here, because I'm actually looking at a VR screen, it, you can perfectly occlude things. Yeah. So what really excited me, first of all, that part, and then everything is perfectly uh, tracked in six degrees of freedom. So I can lean in, I can walk around it. The MRTV logo was rock steady here in the office, right? So I can walk around, I can draw with my finger. And the occlusion thing really kicked me because I was looking at it and then I was putting my 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 hand behind the logo and my hand disappeared completely and that, that is the thing that really like um, made me feel like wow this is this is the thing this pass through ar is really better and you know that i drew more so i could have more berry had to put yeah. my hand behind and yeah it was gone <laughs> okay it's gone yeah, I love that. It, what did, did you think about this part? Yeah, absolutely. Was it surprising? Or? Well, it was surprising. And I remember because we, Sebastian posted a video about yeah. this exact same thing on his right. channel earlier today. And um, there was a lot. Unedited. Unedited. Directly. Exactly five on. minutes after we made this. On the tweet as well, the sent out, you posted the behind the scenes, how it how it worked. Right. Very, very quick, spontaneous little. So they were, they were so excited for those of us who are watching. These guys were so excited that they immediately wanted to share what they were seeing. So it, it was really a success for us that uh, 
the device was up to the game of uh, MRTV and, and, and Gary here. So I was really happy to assist you in, in yeah. filming that with, right. a, with a smartphone, which is not the way we should do that, but the result is, is here. And for those of us who are curious about what Sebastian is saying about the MRTV logo being drawn in, in space, we did some recording uh, that you're maybe going to share in, yeah. in, the, in, in later. Very likely. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, we did some recording on the display of what they saw, so you will really see only in two dimension, but part of the experience they had. But I'm really excited to see that footage, honestly speaking, that you recorded on your laptop for, for them to really see what was rendered on the display. So they, yeah, I will absolutely, obviously, that's why I mean, I'm going to show it to you, not just the one minute clip that I have on MRTV right now. And by the way, if you want to see um, also Stan's video, uh, the making off of the through the lens, follow me on, on Twitter. My Twitter handle is mixed reality TV, and then you will you will find that video. And Stan is um, Stan Larock. You can I'll put it downstairs if you don't know how to write that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was excited about this through the lens video that I directly wanted to post it. It's unedited. It's yep. raw. You've seen it here. I posted it directly to my YouTube channel and then tweeted it. And um, I think that's what people needed. Yeah. People needed to see that this is real. This is not just uh, some French guy making uh, web streams <laughs> <laughs> and, and having like 500,000 Kickstarter euros. No. no so, so, so I was so excited to share this. So I shared it right now that we're still here and we are live right now. And this happened like a couple of hours before. So do check my Twitter. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would recommend people go and watch the video anyway, but just to very quickly describe it, you basically pull something. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about this in the yeah. next. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. Because this is this was only the first, this was the first demo, right? This writing and uh, this, this drawing into the air. So if you are excited about Tilt Brush, like, like the VR version of what we did, oh my God, this is going to blow your mind. You are in your normal space. Like we are here in this office. You can run around with this device in your living room, in your space, and decorate it in the most awesome ways. If you're artistic, you can probably completely redesign your, your living space. If you are, and I'm just imagining like artists having this, like who, who can really do something. Like you can even put tilt brush here because it's now open source, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you can put it here into this device. We are, we are in this. contact. We are in contact with the open brush. Uh, open brush. Exactly. We. we, we we are going to have a lot of fun working with him, making it compatible with links. That's yeah. for sure. It's like you can completely redesign your living spaces. This is some kind of new interior design um, yeah, yeah, um, art. Yeah. Right? A anybody that's used Tiltbush before, anyway, what you were saying earlier about where you can create these creations in, in Tiltbush, in VR, and walk around them, you know how that feels. But it's when you imagine doing that in your own space. At scale of the real world. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It adds an extra layer. There's zero doubt about that. It adds something extra onto that experience. It's, it's just so crazy. I'm just imagining, like, in the future, um, let's say, uh, like, our children will have a device like this, and they're not going to show us their drawings. Like, here, check what I drew. They would say, okay, come into my room, see how I rede redecorated my room, like, how I designed my yeah. room. And it's like completely crazy so this is just this just showed me that, that this is this is a whole new category of vr headset of xr of mixed reality headset yeah this is not VR, this is not a vr headset so i don't i don't even want to compare this with the quest 2 
Like we'll, we'll touch on that later after we talked about the experiences, right? But this is something completely new, bleeding edge, that is basically available right now. Okay, this will come out next year though, but it's it's really, it's, it's something something different, something special. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I agree. Like I say, we'll, we'll touch on the the comparisons to Quest 2 and, and what we think of those right. and how, it, how, how we get to that. But honestly, my main takeaway from today is the fact that this is, it's almost its own new category. And there are questions around that in terms of, of the, the contents and things, which I know we're going to get it's, onto, it's, because this is something that people really do want absolutely, to find out about, Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. As well. But uh, yeah, you, you're right. Right. So, yeah. Maybe, the, maybe you can tell a bit more about the, this other demo with the solar system. Yeah. Now, this one, Gary is going to talk about. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, this is the one that, that Stan made last night. You had this idea, basically, didn't you? And um, so, what it is, you find yourself, when you put the headset on and you just wear it in the, in the usual way that we did for the, the other demo, where you are pinching the air and writing, but instead, in this experience, you're completely enveloped in a giant, you're, it looks like you're in space and you've got a solar system in front of you. Uh, then you can reach out and use hand tracking to grab the planets. You can knock the planets into each other and send them flying off. Like billiards. And, exactly, yeah. So you send Mars flying off, you just knock the sun into Mars and you send it flying off. So you think, where is that planet going? You take a few steps out and you suddenly realize that you're still within this space. The entire solar system is in, enveloped in, in this orb, this giant black orb, which is floating in this room. And you take a few steps out and all of a sudden you've got the sun pinched between your fingers and you're wandering around this space and you can see the solar system over here. And you can wander around and go back into the solar system, into this completely surrounded VR environment. So it's this transition between VR environments, AR, and everything in between. This is the thing that really gets me excited about this device. And this is the video that you posted. Right, exactly, time. exactly. He pinches, he goes in, grabs the sun from this virtual environment, completely enclosed virtual environment. I like how I grab the sun. It makes me sound very powerful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he grabs it and then takes a few steps out and it's that moment in the video. You, you called it when, you, when we recorded that video. You said, that's the moment. And it's the, the part when you transition out of a fully VR environment into an AR environment. Exactly. Even someone from my team that didn't tested the demo sent me a message saying, wow, that's that's kind of the, the transition between VR and yeah. AR is very impressive. This is really the kicker. That's really the, the, the thing in, the, in this moment, I think. When you, you, you are wearing the device, you are enclosed in virtual reality when you are in that orb, right? And you, you really have to watch my one-minute video on my channel just to understand what I'm talking about, right? So in that moment, you are in VR. You, you, it's just like a VR headset. It's just like the quest or whatever. Everything is just virtual world, right? The space around you, everything is just black. It is VR. It's it's uh, this space in VR with the planets. And because this is just an orb, an orb where everything takes place, when you physically move out of that orb with a headset, you look at that black orb floating in this room here and going from VR out of this orb into the real world but you still bring something with you from VR, that sun, that is freaking magic. Yes. Isn't that really? It, 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 
it made me so crazy today. I needed to post that right away through the lens. <laughs> yeah, and, and you did, and that's great. That's it. Uh, and, and we got some more footage that yeah. you're going to share in a, in a few days or when yep. you can. Uh, so people will really see uh, the potential of the device. And those are tech demos. Those are yeah. just tech demos, not, not the final content you should expect. They are engineered and thought, so we can demonstrate in 30 seconds, one minute, all of the features of the headset. You know, the, the, the drawing app is a great way to demonstrate both the precision of the hand tracking and the six dot. Right. And also, you have the pass-through for free. And solar system, even better than that. Right. Uh, six dot again, yet you have the hands tracked uh, and, and, and you can move between AR and VR. And that is, that is something new, something I'm excited about, and I've been excited for that for three years. And I'm so happy to share it with people today. Yeah, finally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. And um, and so those are tech demos, but on the headset, we are going when you when you buy the headset, you will have some of those sample apps where okay. you have like a sample game, like a, a few apps that when you just buy the headset, you can use it already to to make funny stuff. You know, to, yeah. So to have some creative experiences. Uh, but we expect a lot, of course, from the developers community. We are in contact with them on a daily basis. Uh, I, you know, I just mentioned the Open Brush guy, of course. That would make so much sense. Open Brush guy, please yeah. <laughs> put it here. But there are so many, like hundreds of developers that are begging us for devices. And the fastest way, again, for us to deliver the devices is, is no, it's to, it's to support us on the Kickstarter. Yeah, that's what I mean. And, and to show people that people want that device okay. and they want those experiences. So this will bring more traction and will help us accelerate the manufacturing with better volumes. So for all the developers out there, you can reach out. We're going to share SDK once we got the OpenXR runtime ready. It's going to, to, to be there next month. So if you want to start developing for uh, the Lynx R1, you won't have to wait until April 2022. You will be able to start before that. We're going to distribute a few hundred headsets before the, the commercial release. So if you stay, stay in touch. Don't hesitate to contact our team here. Right, right. So that was pretty amazing. But people still want to understand how does it look like looking through these kind of lenses. and. And let me show them once again, because it's just like so special. So I think now you can you, you can see it very clearly, this kind of um, clover-like shape, which is absolutely like nothing we've seen before. And that's also something that I wondered when I came here that, that I was like curious about. How does it look when you look through these kind of lenses when you're like used to looking through normal lenses? And I was thinking, like, okay, there must be something wrong. <laughs> Some, there must be, there should be something where you can see, like, uh, the converging of the four places because you have like four pictures, quadrants, that you, yeah. four quadrants that you let, and you are like distorting them in different ways to make the, the normal picture, right? Yeah. This distortion. And I was also wondering, um, how about sweet spot? Um, what is going on with these um, design? What's going on with this design? Yeah. Yeah. Gary. Well, yeah, your first impression. You look at this lens, and, and that's the first thing that comes into your head. How can I ever see anything through this? And then you put the headset on, and it's very quickly, it, it's exactly the same as pretty much any other VR headset that you're going to try. It looks the same. 
Um, now, the other surprising thing for me is when you look at this lens, you think your eye has to be perfectly placed in the center of those lenses in order to get any kind of vision really at all. But the actual sweet spot in this is quite large and it's got independent IPD, so you can move yeah. each eye independently right. as well. That but I didn't find any issues with getting this, this aligned in a position that was comfortable and was clear, you could see everything very clearly. So it, it was a surprise. The other thing is about the field of view, because when you look at the lenses on the headset there, they've got these um, rubber uh, barriers around them. And I think you mentioned earlier, it's to stop, you know, if that touches your eye or, or something like that, to protect, protect you. And you sometimes probably think, well, the field of view can't really be that great on this device. And I'd say it ranks very similar to something like the Quest, um, perhaps slightly smaller in, in what I've tried today, but, but not a great deal smaller. But the impact of having a lens like this in, in terms of field of view, it's not like you've got a cut off in the corners or the diagonals or anything like that. It doesn't work like that. Um, so in terms of how the lens appears and what you might expect and how it actually behaves when you're in there is uh, different. Right. <laughs> um, it's so it's like, yeah, it's, it's the same as a normal VR headset. That's the takeaway. It behaves the same as a normal VR headset. That is exactly what I wanted to say as well. So yeah, when, when you are in the sweet spot, everything looks exactly like in, in any other VR headset, like the Quest or the Quest 2 or any other headset. And uh, I didn't expect that. I just didn't expect. I just didn't expect that it could no, be normal. You know, really, really, no, I really didn't expect that it looks like a normal VR headset. Because you would imagine, okay, something, something must be off. And I can I only, I, I can only say, if you are, if you go out of the sweet spot, then yes, then it looks different. Like, like for some other headsets, then probably you can still see something, right? But here, no. Here, then it's it's different. But when you're in the sweet spot. And you can find the sweet spot pretty easily because it is, it is a good sweet spot. Thank you. Yeah. It is a good sweet spot. Then, and yeah, it's it's just like any other normal VR headset, which is uh, pretty interesting. So um, probably um, you can allude to us again, like why you chose this kind of um, lens form factor, this special kind of lens. It's, it's quite easy. So uh, first, thank you for the sweet spot. It's really something we've been working on it, iterating on with our optical partner. Uh, it's really important to get right for users that you know immediately get a good image on the headset. The design of that lens was chosen for different uh, reasons. I think one of the most important one is that it shrink the headset. You can see how thin it is compared to a Quest. Yeah. Maybe we can. We have a Quest Two here. Uh, maybe yeah, you can, I can, you, I can, you can compare yeah. the size of the headset. So we we wanted a, a smaller uh, form factor. Yeah, you can see how slim it is. It's, it's really amazing. Huge props to the mechanical team as well here. Pretty sure they're watching too. Well done. So why do you want a slimmer headset? It doesn't really matter if you're only doing VR. You know, like the Vario headset, for example. It's a big brick you put in front of your head, but the experience is quite amazing. And, it is. And, and, you know, it's a, a good compromise. But for an MR headset, yeah. Especially pass through one, you want the cameras to be as close as your eyes as possible to reduce okay. the parallax. This is why you're aiming at a very small form factor. Mm -hmm. And then the, the lens uh, has other uh, very good optical properties. Like, for example, at the center, 
the four quadrants come together and we are doing pixel interlacing. Mm -hmm. so this is quite interesting. This is why you will notice uh, almost no screen door effect like on the on the Quest 2. Even though the, the lens is has a very weird geometric shape. Yeah. And of course you can you can you say you say to yourself, well, this can't work. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this, there is this, this the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Like, what is this thing? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it's quite magical, and it requires like one of the downsides of using that lens is that we need a very precise calibration with each display. Okay. Uh, so if you if you need to replace the display, you also need to replace the lens as well. So the full optical block comes to, comes together, mm -hmm. uh, and we have a process of, for doing that. It's quite complicated, but we mastered that now, and it's quite efficient. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you had a good uh, optical experience. Yeah. It's that's really hard to achieve, yeah. especially on a new architecture like that. We, I think we're the first HMD to do something really different for the optics, like not a spheric lenses or hybrid funnel lenses, right. but a free from prism. That's, that's, that's really a first for this kind of, uh, of yeah. HMDs. Yeah, right. The, the other thing to mention as well, while we're just on that topic, because I remember seeing that original uh, video that you guys posted through the lens with the GoPro that you mounted and it was the planets floating around this office. Yeah. Now, I didn't notice it initially, but in that video, you can very faintly see the quadrant line in that GoPro video. And I always, and I had, I had a comment about this, you know, check this this out. Yeah. I can honestly say that these, you will not notice anything like that when it you're was in the just at all. Yeah. And even in that video, it was very, very faint. Okay. It, it took somebody to point it out to me before yeah. I even saw it. But um, yeah, I can reassure you, you will not see that when you're in the headset at all. Totally, totally agreed. It was just like a normal VR experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, then that. probably we should also comment on, on the quality of the VR. Like, how, how is the resolution? It's a 1,600 by 1,600 by, which is yeah. okay, but yeah. it's not the highest. No. Right, no. right? It's the, the same like the, the Vive Flow, but it's not the same um, displays like the Vive Flow. I'm pretty sure we are using the same display, <laughs> okay, but, okay. but the difference is we might use the same display, all right? Yeah. It's either coming from GDI or BOE. I don't know. Okay. It's basically the same specs, LCD 1600 by 1600. But since we are doing some pixel interlacing, maybe the image will appear more sharp on the VR than the, 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 the Viflow. I don't know. I didn't test it. Yeah, we will like all. The I will test it on my channel soon. I have to buy it. Yeah. we'll buy one. We will. <laughs> we will test it. We will uh, characterize the, the the display here, yeah. and uh, and I will get back to you about that. Sure. Okay, but probably the same display like the Bifloor. Anyways, it's the same um, resolution: one thousand six hundred by one thousand six hundred. Gary, uh, what is your impression of the visuals? Like, how do they compare to headsets that people know outside yeah. there? Well, I think the first thing to mention is the demos that we had here today, they weren't purely VR demos. They were they were mixed reality demos. So they were using the pass-through mode, hand tracking, six degrees of freedom. And they were based around that today. Um, just quickly, while we're on that point, we should mention that if you want to use this as a VR headset, yeah. just to answer any comments. This is important. Light leakage is not going to be a problem if you want to use this as a VR headset because you get this interface. Bringing it out like that. Yeah, I think, and you know what? I also heard lots of comments about this from my German community. They said, okay, why doesn't he show that more often? Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is really, 
like people thought who want to use it as a VR headset or in VR mode. Yeah, that's ridiculous. All the light that's coming in. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Well, it's it's always on every the comments <laughs> are on every yeah, every live stream yeah. you do on every every video that I've seen about yeah. this this headset. So yeah, just to make it really crystal clear, that is how you use it as a purely VR headset. And it, it goes there with the magnet, right? So, yeah. So yeah. you have every every piece of fabric uh, is using magnets on the on the headset, including the VR facial cover. So right. it's easily you can remove it very easily during runtime. Uh, and you can wash it uh, with your washing machine. Okay, the whole headset. No, Just get back to the resolution then on that. What yeah. was your original question? And so keeping in mind what, what we saw today was through the context of it being a mixed reality experiences. Now, the pass-through on the cameras, the, the resolution didn't bother me at all, and on the digital objects. And we had a discussion about this earlier um, where we were talking about when we were pinching the air and drawing these objects, they were very, very sharp and very crisp. And then you've got in the background, you've got this pass through image. Now you mentioned as well, what we're seeing here in this is not what is going to be representative of the final image of the pass through anyway. And it was great, you know, there weren't anything that absolutely stood out to me. The thing that did stand out to me is the light balance and uh, the white balance, the white balance, yeah, a bit of the uh, the pass through cameras. Um, but this is something that needs to be sent up to needs to be calibrated. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. In sense. Um, so that's still something up in the air. So what I will say is, from what we saw today, the resolution seemed absolutely fine, especially on those um, those digital things that we were painting and that, that we were seeing. That slowly system looks fantastic. There was zero problems yeah. in terms of resolution there at all. Um, I would just say that with the with the contrast of this pass through that we're seeing, the digital objects on, on top, I would say that we could, you know, once we get that improvement on that pass through, I think that's the finishing touch that will yeah. will make it exactly. Yeah. And we we are actively working on that. So we were tuning the camera driver a lot. To get the latency right, etc., and now we are down to the last mile of tuning the the color, the, you know, the color matrix, the white balance, um, and uh, and all the camera tuning that needs to to be done. But yep. this is this is software, this is software only, and right now we're in this process of finishing to, to tune that. So yeah. you, what you experienced was um, in terms of re perceived resolution. Yeah, two thirds or three quarters of what you get in the in the end, really. That makes sense. That's why I was thinking I'll bring this up during this time yeah. with resolution because that's that's obviously the effect as well. It looked like you had this um, a little bit of noise with the pass through, which is another reason why this this is, will be calibrated and bring that back up to a, a, a better all round quality. But yeah. Okay, yeah. So for for my um, thoughts about um, the quality of of the visuals in terms of the VR headset, I also would say it looks good. It is, yeah, comparable to Quest Two, probably a bit less than Quest Two, a bit better than Quest One. I think that was commented before also. Like it's somewhere between there. And I would totally agree with that. And I think we saw the VR picture when we were in space, yeah, in, in an orb, and it was just pure. Pure VR, and then yeah, I would say yeah, this is a good, good VR picture. Something yeah. that is that is absolutely uh, in order. Good. 
keeping in mind you're coming directly from the Vario area <laughs> as well. Oh my God. With, uh, yeah. Okay, this is not as good as the Vario Aero picture. Yeah, this is clear. Yeah. But this is a standalone headset. Yeah, it's not the same price. Yeah, yeah. the same price, exactly. You can get it for $500 now and it does other things, right? It's it's a mixed reality headset. We're going to get to that part very soon. Like, like what? who is it for? What does it do? I think that's other questions that are on people's mind. And I would also like to also talk about the pass-through the, the, the picture of the office here that we saw. So color, yes, it's great. It's, it's really good to see color pass through, to see the quality. And uh, yeah, just like Gary has mentioned, it is not perfect yet. I also saw some noise for, for some area of the pictures. And um, yeah, you said you, you can still improve that. You're probably at 80%, you said? Yeah, 80, 90% okay. of the calibration, yeah. It's 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 getting there. It's getting there. Uh, this is just you know quality tuning. Okay. Uh, it's uh, something that all cameras need to to go through. Right. Uh, we finished the like the six dove cameras and the hand tracking. They're done. Yeah. Right. They, they, were perfect, working, they were perfect. Perfect. You're right. They're doing their job. Yes. And now we're finishing with the pass through uh, feature. So on the footage you're going to release to people uh, that we film together, they will see that the white balance is right. sometimes. Uh, changing and maybe it's more noisy than the, the, the virtual objects, yeah. but we're working actively on that. And uh, you will see on the next videos we're going to post in the coming weeks, it will only get better. Okay, yeah, that's great, great to know because even now it was already really cool to see something <laughs> yeah. like this and see something like this working. You saw my, my first reactions. Right when when I pulled that sun out of that orb, <laughs> I love that. And again, I'm going to watch this again. But they can see very well how it looked because it was the through the lens video that I took, and he took, uh, or uh, one of your colleagues took. He he took yeah. the video of us making yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know how we made this. It is really through the lens, and there you can simply see it. And I loved it. I was pulling out the sun out of this orb and then Gary was in the back and waving, right? Yeah. So I think th this is just cool. This through the lens the videos, you can just see what we saw. And that is was really also yeah, our purpose for coming here to be your eyes, to, to really like be your witness and and tell you what we saw. So so that I think was really important for lots of people to to get a confidence to know is is that real is that a real product or, or what <laughs> yeah or what yeah so i think that was really important and yeah visuals good for a vr headset for a standalone headset somewhere between quest one and two and looking forward to see the password even get better yeah one more little thing that i saw and yeah just to comment on everything that i saw mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i saw um a bit of a parallax problem when i was like turning left and right as in, you can tell that the cameras are not at your eyes. Yeah, the cameras are a bit there. So there is some parallaxing going on where you can tell, okay, this is still not real, right? So, yeah, is it something is it a known problem? It's or? a it's non it's normal phenomenon, uh, and we are we are also working on ways of projecting the the pass through image. Right now, it's on the on the plane. And we, we will project that on the on the sphere, so it will look more natural. Um, so we're we're also you know testing the software, different ways to project the images. Uh, it should should get better as well. Okay. Also, something you might have not noticed, but uh, the rolling shutter effect when you move your head like that, you you could you can maybe perceive the rolling shutter of the camera doing stuff like this. Okay. And we are all, we already have a way to compensate for stuff like that. 
with the IMU and the, the motion vectors uh, used here to compensate. Okay. So what you're seeing, we're seeing it, seeing it as well. And uh, we are the first one to see everything we can improve and everything right. we can for the version one we're going to improve that. Yeah, okay. Until the, the commercial uh, release. Yeah. Soon. Yeah, right, right. So, well, this is cool. But again, it, this is an, an unbelievable accomplishment, in my opinion, for your team. And to, to show us this demo, everything works as, as we expected. That is really cool. Mm -hmm. That is really cool. Yeah. Um, and people, you know, now you, that, that you experienced the device, you've seen online that people are uh, worried about uh, uh, SteamVR and controllers. Yeah, uh, maybe you point. can give a bit of opinion about that. I just yeah. wanted to mention that SteamVR will be supported. Uh, we already have something working through CloudXR, but for the final users, it will be through OpenXR. So there is a direct bridge, and we are discussing with the SteamVR people here. Uh, you will be able to use Lynx as a SteamVR playing headset, but... yeah. But honestly, but you would want be, to do something else. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's that, that's um, that would be the next topic that we would talk about, anyways. Yeah. So, honestly, um, this is not a Quest Two competitor, in my opinion. In my opinion, like zero. Yes. Like for people who are um, expecting they're going to buy this, and then they don't need a Quest Two in order to play their games to 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 stream Steam VR or to play some some standalone games no not at all this is not your headset do not back the links sorry to, sorry to tell you this but but this is this is really absolutely not that like if i want to play steam vr games i'm going to put on my my valve index or i'm going to use my quest 2 in wireless mode which is perfect now with with airlink right i'm not going to to back this device which which is uh, it is a capable VR headset yes right we've we've seen this part but this is not your headset to play Steam VR games it's so much more yeah it's <laughs> exactly it is it, it well, really is a different category of of headset it's you you, you don't back it if that's all you want to no. do that's, that's you don't back it in my opinion you don't back it if that's what you want to do yeah exactly I think that the the, the but, but you still can you still can. <laughs> yeah, if you want, yeah, but you don't the, want. The, the takeaway is that this is almost an, a new category of VR headset. It anyway. is, I think. But the, the AR aspect, the mixed reality aspect, is the thing that really separates this from the Quest Two. If you are if you are looking to just get an alternative to a Quest Two and only use those functions, this is probably not the headset no. for, for you. No. But if you can, uh, you can use it for that. You can stream Steam VR games. I no, well. I haven't played. I haven't used we it. Haven't, we haven't used it, <laughs> but we're told that you can stream steam vr games yeah. uh, you can use it like that if you want to you know we, we don't we don't we haven't tried that but it's got all of these extra capabilities with ar now the the obvious question beyond that which we'll get to in a second after I've, we've spoke about this a little bit more the obvious question beyond that is well if i'm using this as an ar headset or a mixed reality headset what what yeah. do i play on it what, we'll what will i well. use it for yeah, so right. we'll get onto that as well um, exactly but I still want to talk about like Steam VR and controllers. So I see uh, controllers there uh, on your colleague's desk, <laughs> and uh, I was totally not interested in that. Like, I, no, no, really, that's the thing. Like when you have done that demo where you where you see the the office in pass through, 
and you see your hands and you draw with your hands you use your hands in order to to take that that sun and plug it out and of that orb and, and, and put it yeah. somewhere else and you do this and then there's a menu you click on this and you choose a different color just like if you are in minority report why would i want these ridiculous controllers in my hands <laughs> no really so yes of course if you want to if for, for some reason you want to play steam vr with this headset probably you will need these controllers yeah. and yeah but honestly in my opinion again this is not a headset to play your steam vr games this is not a headset to play onward on or any of these games they are way better headsets for playing vr games with with a with a wider field of view with with perfectly um made software like like the quest right which, which which gives you this capability with a better quality of vr for less money but you have to give away your your details your privacy details for facebook right but this is another topic but this is this is not meant for, to play VR games, in my I, opinion. I, yeah, I don't I don't want to go too hard against that direction, honestly, because I <laughs> but think why would I, I think, why would I? Well, you wouldn't purchase it just to do that. That's that's my that's my okay. point with this. Yeah. You wouldn't purchase it just to do that. However, if you got an interest in this AR side, that then you know you want to play some Quest Two games, and if the developers port it no, over, yeah. then then there's no reason why you wouldn't be able to use this device for that sure. with the controllers. Agreed. So you do have the flexibility with this right. device as well. I think that's something to point out. Yes. Yes, it's not right. like you're, you're closed off from that side. That's so a good you've still got that. Okay, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to talk this down as a VR headset, but I still, I just don't think that people who want a Quest 2, not from Facebook, should get this device. Mm -hmm. no. And, and uh, I also told you this in private, but I'm, I'm also going to tell you now in yeah. public again. Yeah. Like uh, what I was wondering when you first came out with, with this Kickstarter and when you did this pivot toward consumers and to, to a more broad audience, why did you say that this is going to be like a Quest 2 competitor? So it was more on the privacy standpoint, okay. which part, is also yeah. a good point. We'll get to that yeah. later on. Right. But uh, I think when we designed links two years earlier, it was really to be a tolerance killer. And yeah. I think it does a great job of that. That is, that is the exciting point. In my opinion, like, like I have the HoloLens 2 at home and I also bought it. <laughs> I bought by all the stuff, as you know, right? And it sent me back like 3,500 euros or something like this. It was over 3,000 euros. And the HoloLens 2 is really a nice device. However, like it has a super small FOV and the display quality, unfortunately, is not up to snuff if you don't like rainbows. <laughs> no. the, the thing is, this has like a, a strong rainbow effect. Yeah. Sorry, dear Microsoft, but, but really it has a very strong rainbow effect. So if you see some kind of like white plane, it, it's going to be all over the place. It's, it's not white. It's, it's just like some, some rainbow color. And like, this year, I can totally tell that you that you designed this as a Hololens killer because it has like a very similar form factor, right? But it, it just it's like um, these play in two different leagues. This tries to do optical AR, as in like see through AR. You you see your whole your normal world, and then uh, some image is projected into it. And this year, you also see your real world, but with pass through. And comparing these two next to each other, this is so much better. 
this is just so much better because you have a wider field of view. You have um, like perfect occlusion, which can happen thanks to your sensors and through because of VR, because you're looking at a VR screen. So I'm just thinking that the companies who probably use the HoloLens right now for 3,500 euros, they could absolutely consider to get this here instead for like 900 euros for um, for companies. That's a company price, yeah. right? It's yeah, also absolutely. not expensive. It's like, yeah. like one third of the price of the HoloLens 2. But yeah, you can also flip it up, <laughs> flip it up, and just like this one, right? But you have like a wider field of view. You have like a more beautiful um, picture of the reality. You can use it outside. You can use it outside. This is this is like this is new. <laughs> this is new, and you have even a smaller form factor. So I really think for all the companies that are using the Hololens now, you should absolutely at least buy one of these, right? To check to 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 evaluate if this is probably better. And in my direct comparison, I come to the conclusion that this is better in lots of ways. The hand tracking is way better. The pass through is better. This is. And it's cheaper. So for these companies who are using the HoloLens right now, I would say get one of these devices just to evaluate it. And probably you're going to replace your HoloLens 2s with, with this device. So, yeah. so that's something that I really want to drive home that point. And um, yeah, therefore, I, I, I simply want to make people understand what this can do. This can do what this can do. And is it easy? to port like a HoloLens app over to your device? It's it's fairly easy, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, should, it should be a matter of uh, a day or two for a, for a developer that did yeah. an application HoloLens, really. Right. What do you think about this? Yeah, well, from my point of view, these, the, the Lynx is a, is a more practical device for the use cases that Microsoft are trying to go for with the HoloLens. The reason being is the HoloLens probably represents a way of doing these things, which is, um, you know, the dream which just can't be accomplished at this moment in time. Uh, a pass-through AR, uh, a transparent AR, optical AR kind of device would be the dream. Unfortunately, the technology just isn't there to to do it at this moment in time, and it can't be used in the practical in the same practical way that the Lynx can in that use case. So for me, I'd say the Lynx is a more practical AR device than the HoloLens from what I've tried. Yeah, you're right. That, that really makes sense. And it does VR for free. And it does on VR. The side. Oh, yeah, you're right. You just have to put well, the, the thing there. Well, this is the thing as well. And just touching back on, on the VR side, because the, it's XR2, the Quest is XR2. OpenXR will hopefully be becoming soon Beginning uh, first or second week of December. Yeah, still on target. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but also porting so porting games over from the Quest Two, if developers choose to do that, will be um, very easy for them to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, do I imagine it like this? Let's say there is a Quest game. Okay, now we're talking about Quest games again. I don't know why, but anyways, it makes sense it, because also it's also a, a VR headset. Let's say you have this um, this Quest game and the Quest game is um, programmed against the XR OpenXR standard. And you, once you have your controllers running, does it mean that I can simply put the, the game here and it's going to run? So the, the developers will have to recompile it and make a version for our OpenXR runtime. 
but it will be 10 times easier than what happened before in the industry when OpenXR wasn't okay. there and you had to basically okay. redo all your code. Right. But uh, yeah, you can reuse 95% of what you what you did for your application. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So again, in my opinion, like it's this is for this is amazing for companies that are using the HoloLens 2 now and who are probably looking for something that is better uh, that can be used outside, right? Yeah. This is yep. this is Definitely. this is really something. I believe. Um, I also believe that this is uh, like 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 being in a candy store for developers who are excited to to make something completely new. Yeah. That's yeah. when I was thinking about it, and, and in the beginning of our talk, I talked about drawing and, and designing, redesigning your space, and uh, I was kind of fascinated by the thought that this opens up a new whole new world for designers, how they can design things. And I, I really think that this is for developers, like being in a candy store and having like so many cool tools yeah. in one headset. Absolutely. So in a way, in a way, that's what I said, in a way, this is like a, a, a DK2 for mixed reality. You right? can say that, yeah. That's uh, how I see it right now. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, will, it will pave the way for the future exactly. of uh, what I think is truly mixed reality. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's what I, what I also saw. So, wow, I, I can't wait for those you know, developers, you know, these, these very uh, skilled developers to show us what would be possible once they get this, right? And, and this is what I'm really looking forward to. So tell us, like, for the people who get it, okay, developers, they will get it and they will do something interesting with it. How about like early adopters like me who are excited about this technology and, and to do something like this, like running around my room and, and drawing yeah. something, those people, what can they do with it when they get it? And what kind of content, how will, how will they get new content? Is there going to be some kind of store where you can get content when developers have something and they put it there? And I can just remember in the early days of the DK2, Oculus did have some kind of um, experimental, not even store, where, where developers could put their experiences and others could still try it. Are you going to have something like this? Absolutely. And what people will be able to do, like the early adopters, like we have three kind of customers and you pinpoint them very clearly. Professionals that want to, for example, use augmented reality for training and all the stuff they want to do with HoloLens, but isn't working at the time for a bunch of reasons. Then we have the developers and they will have a lot of fun with the device, that's for sure. And we can't wait to work with you. <laughs> and then there are the adopters, of yeah. course. Uh, people like you and you and, and, and many others that are buying the headsets that, uh, that are doing a pledge on Kickstarter right now. These people will both be able to use apps that are coming with the device, like I told you, like sample apps, okay? And then we'll have a store where they will immediately be able to try what the developers that also bought them and work on the device a few months earlier we will do. So I'm not worried about content distribution. Um, I'm just worried about people not understanding that this device can provide a full spectrum of immersive technologies. So people usually come from the Quest 2. This is what they know. Yeah, it's I great. To, and, I, and it's great. It's a great product. I want to tell them tonight that the links can do everything they know 
about the experiences you have in the Quest 2, plus all the other stuff we mentioned and you tried today yeah. that are new and they are, that are going to open the doors to completely new experiences. And, um, and this is what I, I really wanted to say tonight about what people will really do with that. So of course they will gain, of course they will do some, all kinds of fitness, entertainment, communication, you know, like uh, collaboration and new stuff that we can't even really name yet, right? Yeah, that's the point that I'm excited about. Like, like this is this experience, like drawing in this room. It's something completely new. Yeah. And we don't know even yet. Or like, like being in this orb and coming out. Like, what kind of cool, interesting um, games can you make with this? Like location-based games where you have you see a reality, but then you see some kind of portal. You go through, and then boom, yeah. you are in in VR. Yeah, I mean it's that's like, incredible. What? That's what that's what it looks like today. Using that for that, yeah. that demo, it's like you're in VR, you're in this alternate reality, and then you step out, and all of a sudden you're back in your own reality. One of the things, one of the other applications that I see developers really get into with this, and it's alongside sort of education kind of applications, but yeah. consumer-based education. So here's a thing that somebody's done on like the Quest Two pass through, right. which is a piano tutorial yeah. thing. Yeah. This could do that exactly Easily. much better than the Quest 2 can currently do it at because it's clear a pass-through and you've got it, it's full colour. You can have your piano in front of you. You can have a, an on, a, a tutorial which is displaying all of these augmented things which are solid, by the way. They're solid as they go on top of the on top of the keys and teaching you how to play certain songs. You could have applications like that. That's just one thing. Then you've got this other idea, this other thing where you could have a... Uh, Pokemon. I mean, I mentioned this earlier, but imagine an official Pokemon thing, which <laughs> not going to happen. Probably not going to happen. But but that would be that's the kind of thing that would separate this entirely and still remain squarely in the consumer space. Um, yeah, so I exactly. think that's that's the. It, it's not just for the business. It's not just for the companies or just for no, the professionals. You're right. We are we are going right. to show in the next few days a very cool demo that we, I couldn't show you today. And you will hate me because it's a very exciting one <laughs> where the headset is capable with the six dot cameras to do uh, mesh reconstruction and plane detection. Okay. So once you know where the horizontal planes are, the vertical one, you know where are the walls in your room. Yeah. And, and, and then you have this understanding of the scene around you in yeah, real time. It's important, obviously. It's very important, especially for mixed reality, right? And then you can have this Iron Man fist where you can make a make a, a hole in your in your wall virtually, and it will detect the wall and knows where it is, and it will bounce, and you will see the shadow of the crumble on on the on the ground. Gary, we came too early. This is yeah, because <laughs> that's very similar to uh, like the Doctor Grodbort experience on Magic Eat One, where it does these things that it crumbles, goes to the floor. And that's the thing, that's, that's what we did, we came to early, because that was one of the things I would love to have tried. Yeah. And this mesh, uh, the occlusion mesh and the surface mesh. And then you mentioned something about like um, it being aware, so it's got like context behind it as well. It understands this is a table. Yeah. And so depending on what you want to do with the game or the application, a developer will be able to tap into APIs into the headset where you can detect a, um, an image or a 3D object and track it in space mm -hmm. and then label that with uh, artificial intelligence saying, hey, this is a chair, this is your couch and, and stuff like that. And also with that then, so 
supposing it, it, it created this, this room mesh and you had a stool that you could then move somewhere, would it then become aware that the stool had moved? Um, or would that involve, because the way it works on Magic Leap 1, for example, you have to take five minutes to map a room. And once it's mapped, it has to stay the same. Exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. Um, is this something that you're working on where you could it, it could change, or is that something that so this is really stuck in somewhere? This is something that Qualcomm is working on, I know, with uh, Wikitube. So I, I, I can't give you an answer, but I'm, I'm hoping that it will uh, do okay. something for that, that kind of situation. Is this the same thing you mentioned, I think, during the live stream as well, where you mentioned like you're holding something and it, it knows that this is like a solid thing moving in space. Yeah, so yeah. It can, like it can, uh, Viforia or uh, Wikitube, like you can track of, you don't, you don't even need six DOF if you just want to track a 3D object and it will, it will, it will track it in your field. Mm -hmm. And uh, for professionals, it's very important. Uh, HoloLens does that too. Okay. And it anchors, it can anchor digital things to yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I have a good friend in Germany, and he is one of those developers who who is doing like mixed reality stuff, and he built his own glasses before with a mini Z mini or something. Z mini, yeah. Yeah. Right. And all kind of cool things. And he wrote some questions that I should ask you, and I, I really want to uh, ask you this question. <laughs> okay. Now we're now we're geeking out here, by the way. Yeah. We are we are here for that. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, do you do? Can you do? Can this do real time death map? And what is the resolution and range. So we can do real-time depth map. And we do the depth map with the two tracking cameras uh, for 6DOF. They are 92 millimeters away. And usually the rule of thumb for depth estimation is you multiply the baseline by 35. And this is 35. So 35. So 90, 92 millimeters, basically almost 10 centimeters. And we multiply multiply that by 35, we'll have a depth estimation between two and three meters. Okay. All right. Good. Perfect answer. Um, then, is there a special shader for merging video pass through? For merging video pass through? Uh, is there a special shader for merging video pass through with virtual objects? Yes. So that's a great question. From and I know those, someone who already those... worked on you already work on that, and there is a way where you want to, if you want to have the virtual objects and make them part of the environment, we have a shader. We are right now writing a shader where we are diminishing the quality of the virtual objects so it feels it belongs to the, to the pass-through feed. Okay. You know, so we yeah. add noise to the yeah, objects exactly. and, and the, the okay. kind of oh, mimic color. And, uh, and you, yeah, it will be part of the SDK as well. Yeah. Okay, and then directly the next question: SDK features. Is there lighting and shadows, and is there plane detection in the SDK? Absolutely, and uh, you, we also provide uh, transparent planes where you can uh, cast shadows on, and, and that works really, really well. Right. Then another question: How loud is the active cooling? So probably I can talk about this one a bit. When I made the the through lens video, you could hear it very clearly, but that's because the the very good microphone was directly <laughs> there. Yeah. Exactly. But if you wear it, you will hear the sound coming out of the speakers, and it was no problem for me. Did you? I didn't even notice it. You didn't even know, no, yeah. no, I didn't right. notice any any noise from the active cooling. No. Thanks. And uh, <laughs> the, the the goal right now for us is to optimize everything that is running on the headset, and to diminish the speed of the fan at the at, at 
that is in front of the headset. So you really shouldn't hear anything from the headset. Yeah, right. Even using it at uh, maximum power. And trust me, we're pushing the XR2 chipset to its limits. Six cameras, two right. high-speed displays. It's really hard for the mobile chipset to achieve that. So we're asking a lot. And, and the thermal engineer or mechanical engineer did a great job at uh, putting the heat out of the headset very efficiently. Right. Cool. There's another question. I think I can already answer it. But is there IPD adjustment also for the RGB cameras? I believe no, right? Or do I misunderstand it? No, it's a, it's a, you're right. So the, the, the color cameras you're having at the front are not moving, but we have, um, when you move the lens, when you move your IPD, we have something that gives us back the, the position you're at. So we can move the projection. So you will, you will always have the stereo match on the projection of the color pass through. So they can't move. So the short answer is they can't move. But you should always have a good stereo image, whatever is your IPD. Okay. Just cool. on that point, because correct me if I'm wrong, I think you mentioned before that you did experiment with having moving cameras. Well. That is true. That is true. And it didn't make enough of an impact. To... Yeah, no, very, very low impact uh, and a lot of complexity, yeah. way more complexity on the mechanical uh, parts inside of itself. Yeah. So we dropped that. Okay. You know the, the best feature is no feature, so if yeah. it's not useful, just cut it down. Yeah. Right. That makes so much sense. Cool. Um, I would like to give our live viewers, and there are quite a few live viewers, the chance to also like join the discussion now and simply ask questions. So now I'm I'm seeing the chat. So if you have any specific questions for for Stan right now, now is the perfect time to ask them because I will then ask the questions to you right just, so just quickly then if we wait for a few seconds for some questions okay. in, i've just got a couple here because and um, these is something that we, that we touched on but somebody did ask me to ask you about the passive use cases so somehow having like a, a ui that, that, that within you can use within real space so with the ar and you can just pin a youtube window or something like that um, and also the integrated apps that you might provide that launch with this, something like a media viewer or something like that, where you can pin windows. Is that something? That yes, we, are, we, we will provide sample apps to browse files, having some media played on, on a plane on our, on our 360 sphere. That is something that will definitely come with the, with the device. And you mentioned, like the question also mentioned 2D apps yeah. running in 3D. We're working on that. This is quite complicated to do on Android. But but we're we're working on that and that will work on the commercial release. Okay, yeah, that's. Uh, I think we've basically covered everything else that I already had. So productivity use cases as well. So here, here's the other thing, um, because one of the things that I would love to use this device for is like a, a replacement for for a laptop or a tablet, for example, where you can pair it with a Bluetooth keyboard or something along those lines, pin Windows up and use Google Docs on a window and just use it for productivity use cases. That's all, presumably, that's all That's all fine with this device as well. Yeah, you can have multiple screens around you, and when you're not using the VR cover, you can directly see your keyboard Yeah, with a direct view, you know, uh, and you can connect it with Bluetooth. We have Bluetooth on the headset. 
you can you can connect your AirPods, uh, like your audio or your keyboard and your mouse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so no, I can I... fire now. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Great questions. So, so thanks for all of the questions. Hello, Eric Hartley. Um, Eric asks Stan, what <laughs> what would you feel the most important feature that you couldn't include into the R1 that you'd say would be a must for a later device? Huh. A good question, right? Um, I think there are two answers I can give. I would have put more face tracking stuff. Okay. Uh, or or same value here for me, uh, some uh, time of flight sensor for the uh, more uh, uh, faster and more uh, accurate uh, death death map estimation. Okay. Those right. are the two things on the top of my mind. Okay, cool. Then immersive Matthew, hi Matthew. How does the links cast the right light onto virtual objects in the pass through image? And that's a good question. Though. Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, you mean like, do, are we doing like an ambient light detection to yeah. apply on the virtual Probably. objects? Probably. Yeah. That's what I understand. Yeah. Like, yeah. So this is this is not on. This is not something that is for, working right now. Uh, and and we will look into that one. Right. But we don't have that today. Right. Johnny Bells, where are the devices manufactured? How long until shipping? So they are manufactured in Taiwan with Compal, which is a very big OEM working with Qualcomm and all the big electronics guys. Uh, we are very fortunate to work with them. And uh, the first shipment, uh, so we'll have a few hundred first devices coming in January. Okay, great. Um, then Anthony is in the house, VR365. Sebastian, asking if, it, if this is partly based on Qualcomm's prototype, because they do have like prototypes. So they have reference designs. Reference yeah. Designs, yeah. yeah. So, so Qualcomm provides reference designs, uh, but we, we we were inspired by them, but we changed so many right. so many stuff. Uh, if you know what they look like, you can tell that we so changed everything, everything around. Everything yeah. around. Right. So you got some, yeah, you're working together with Qualcomm. I think that's a yeah. big help also, right? To get Absolutely. the manufacturing lines, the know-how, know everything. Yeah. Yeah, Qualcomm is a, is a huge partner, and uh, we are very proud to work with them on, on, on XR. How long does the battery last? So it lasts uh, around three hours at full charge. Okay. One question for me. Compare the Unreal FOV and the device overall. Okay, I can tell you that the FOV is way better. So the FOV here is, you have 90 degrees, I would say, horizontally, which is like on par with the Quest 2, something around this. And the Unreal, it has probably like 50. Oh. So it's, it's, it's much smaller. And uh, well, if you use this in uh, pass-through mode, you have your whole, you, you still have your whole human FOV because you see the stuff that is around you. One okay. of the things as well with, with that, just on that point, where you have the lenses, then you have a very small barrier before you see the outside world. It's almost as if your brain removes that that small value before yeah. you get to the outside as well yeah. so it is almost like full human field of view really um on, from that point of view that's something that i noticed so i also saw uh, in the comments slide that some people can be fed up by uh you know us at least saying oh it's coming soon or we don't have that you know our situation and you know that um 
people see us as a hardware company, but we're more like a product company. And we just finished the hardware and we're getting into the software stack and address everything. So when we say that it's not there yet, that it's coming, it's really on our roadmap and we're just getting there. We don't have all the resources to work in parallel on all the features that already exist in uh, HMDs that come from teams that are way bigger with more resources. We're trying to catching up here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, trust me, we, we're putting resources there and we are hiring people and, and, and getting investment to, for, for addressing all that. Okay. And one more from Anthony, VR365. You should come back on the show. Um, yeah, about Qualcomm, they're working on scene recognition and understanding software. Have you heard about this? And uh, is it something that this could probably use? Absolutely. Okay, so absolutely, uh, yes. So they're, uh, for example, the depth estimation, to get back to that question. Uh, it comes from, the, from them. Uh, you, we can do depth estimation with the stereo matching or with a neural network. Okay. With, uh, and, and depending on what you do and the quality you need and how fast you need all that, you, uh, Qualcomm will, be, will provide us with a solution that we're going to integrate and make available to developers. Right. So um, I would like to, to ask you another question. <laughs> and it's probably from me as well. So without a doubt, this is the future. I think we're sitting here right now looking at this headset and pass through mixed reality, pass through AR, in my opinion, and in your opinion, obviously, <laughs> is the future as compared to like look through AR. Absolutely. Because this is just like, um, I have direct comparison here, right? Because I saw both devices and see what this can do. This is absolutely the future. And we're sitting here doing this podcast, talking about like us being the first people to have tried it and really it works. Now the question, for sure, other players are going to come to the market. Facebook is going to come. They, they, they do it now with the Quest 2. They will have the Quest Pro, probably also five-color pass-through, um, billions of dollars behind them. Apple going to come as well on the market with power, with force. Now, we're sitting here in, in France in this small office, and two questions. Do you think you can keep your competitive advantage that you have right now, even against those huge players, and why do you think, uh, or can, can you make a point, why people who are watching right now, who are listening to this right now, should support your company right now? It's a long and complicated question. I know. And I will Sorry. try not to That's give a long and complicated answer. <laughs> you can uh, give a long answer. I think about the question to why you should support us. Yeah, let's go with this. Especially when you see Facebook across our you know across our streets here i think what we're doing is good and important it's good and important because it's good it's a good device it does it has great specs it's very capable okay so the device itself it's interesting it adds value and then it's important as a company and that is beyond AR and VR, but it's important to have companies that, like Links that can put on the market a good alternative to someone like Facebook. 
And here we can mention privacy, for example. Yeah, we should. Which we is must, the tip of the iceberg. We should. We should absolutely tell people that the next iteration of hardware will catch up with, with what Link's doing and even That's further hard. than that yeah. uh, with eye tracking and stuff like that. And we should now ask ourselves the question do we want those big teams and the companies behind them to be responsible for that? And we've seen in the past. What happens when we let them do that? Um, Mark Zuckerberg testified in front of Congress. I never did. Uh, I would. I would probably never do the same stuff that he, he does because we are just seeing them, these devices not a way to get your data, mm -hmm. but as a way for you to create great things. Mm -hmm. And this is what this is all about, you know, AR and VR to expand the human mind. But for other people. And again, especially at Facebook, because they're they're present and everywhere. Uh, they're not thinking about you. They're not thinking about enabling you to do new things. They just want to get your eyeballs time and to get all the data behind that. I'm not trying to do you know fear mongering and to scare people, but that's just the truth. That, that is what I see. That is what we see in the industry. Um, and. Uh, well, yeah, the thing is, the business model, the, the, the business model of Facebook is just advertisement. And in order to, to show you the right advertisement, they need to understand you and know you and, and know what you're about. Right? And that's why they, they, they will get all the data possible, especially when once there's eye tracking. Right? It's, it's, just, it's not about like, uh, just, just like blaming Facebook. They have a business model and they're just doing everything they can to increase their their earnings. And right? it's just like, it's a normal thing. And, and they are not playing fair. You know, Mark Zuckerberg said, oh, uh, people saw us as a social media company and they're going to see us more as a metaverse company. Mm -hmm. That statement is quite false in the sense that he should have said, we are an ad company and we'll still be an ad company, you know, like not metaverse or social media. Uh, and, and that is hurtful for the, AR and VR ecosystem, and on the long term, it's really dangerous, really dangerous. So I think we need companies like Links that put devices out there that are, I think, good, but also important on the privacy standpoint and on the value of having competition. So this is really important that we get support today. So we'll be able to continue to have some advan technological advantage over the next version. We're trying to keep up. You've seen what we've done with two millions. Can you imagine with what we we do with the next round of next round of funding? So I'm quite confident on the side. We have access to the same technology that they they have. Most of them, maybe except Apple, of course. But we are seeing you know roadmaps from the displays from Qualcomm. We have the access to the same tech, so I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about how aggressive the competition can be, um, and this is this is why we we need all the support we can get as soon as today. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I still have not forgotten about the second question about like let's say Apple comes in, Facebook, and they have like re they they go to for sure have amazing products, like they, which are probably then better than this first version. So um, how can you keep up with, with these companies? These companies, Apple and Facebook, 
they will go for the consumer market and almost nothing else. Mm -hmm. I will still and always have the professional market mm -hmm. to to assure some volume and that, that will allow me to, to, to live on that. Uh, and on the consumer market, I think it's really okay to share the markets with companies like Apple and Facebook. Sure. If they come up with a device that is using the same principle, but maybe a bit better, yeah. faster, it only validates what we're doing. Okay. So the, the, the valuation of our company will go up right. and, and, and we're all working for the same agenda. So um, again, I'm, I'm worried, but I'm also excited. Of course, of course. So um, probably you can also, that, that's just my imagination, I'm not sure. You can probably reiterate on your hardware faster because your decision processes are, are like, like, like ridiculously faster yeah. than huge companies or? Yeah, this is why we were able to, to make things happen very fast for a small company. Now we have the experience of the first device. So you can imagine that for the next iteration will be, will be quite fast. And uh, we have, you know, we don't have the inertia of the yeah, big definitely. company like Microsoft or Facebook or, or Apple. So we'll, we'll continue to, to, to use that to our advantage. Okay. We, we want to grow as a company, but not become a, you know, a very big one and, and lose that competitive edge. Uh, about the, the time we, you know, time for decision making and, and okay. all that. Okay. Yeah. Great answers. So um, right now your Kickstarter is running. This is a very special moment. You have just shown it to, to us for the first time. What is next? So your Kickstarter is going to end in some time, and um, you will look for funding, I, I believe. Where we 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 are right now. So okay. when the Kickstarter started, we immediately completed it uh, very, very fast. And I was able now to show financial people revenue and traction. Yeah. So I was able for the first time, not only to show them the device, the device yeah. but at the same time saying that people want that, they're putting money on it, like and, money. And, and it, and it answers some pain points for the, the customers on the professional and on the consumer yeah. side. So right now I'm in a much better position right. to discuss with financial people. So the next step for us is to finish this Kickstarter, show more, more and more demos to people as fast as we can. Okay. Uh, thanks to people like you as well, and uh, like to, to reach some audience, and then to to get to finish this round of funding, immediately kickstart the production. Like the, the, the production will be kickstarted, uh, will be uh, started uh, at the end of the Kickstarter. We will immediately fly to Taiwan and and make sure we can. We can, uh, you know, deliver the specs and the tests as possible. Now. That's the only priority. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm just imagining to be an investor in this space, and <laughs> I would be. I would obviously be happy if I was in a position to be an investor and to be able to 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 join this. Because in my opinion now, you have like this great demo that you didn't have before, right? Yeah. It's okay. Like when you showed it to some people, um, it was not at this stage. Like, like right now, it was super nice and convincing, like for Gary and me, who are really into that whole thing. And I can just imagine an investor now to see it, now how it works, what you have done in two years with a small team, like fighting against the giants, like um, David against Goliath, like what is possible with more money? This is, this is really 
my takeaway here, like my takeaway is, wow, this works way better than I imagined before when I came here. It works well. It is like a, a new category of device, which <laughs> this is going to be like mind blowing to people, like how this technology is going to enrich our lives, what we will be able to do with, do with it. Like, like completely new categories of gaming will develop. Like, like which, which are like just amazing. And that's why also when I saw these controllers there, I, I didn't even want to, to think about it, like to see this as a Quest 2 competitor. I think, I hope that we made it clear in this stream that this is not like a Quest 2 competitor. This is something completely new, completely different. And people who will right now want to, want to experience this on the bleeding edge as one of the first people ever, they have the chance to do so now while supporting a, a young startup company here in Europe that has, yeah, that does not want to get your data, that has something way, um, way, way better in the works, like also in terms of your business model. So that's something that, I, that point I really want to drive home. And I also agree it would be so, it would make so much sense to support you for that. And if you're a developer and you want to, like uh, realize your crazy AR dreams right now, probably not even on, the, on this device, but probably in the future for the Apple headset. You can do that now. You can build that now with this device. Now, yeah, yeah. any of these devices, the transparent version or the other one. And that is what I think is so exciting. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I agree. I think um, it represents something that's completely different to anything else we've seen before. and. The value of that is the fact that you've got two people that have come here who are very experienced in using various forms of VR headsets and you've shown them something new, which I've not seen before. And that in itself should, should speak volumes really, I think, because if you've got people out there that are very used to VR in its form today, even perhaps getting a little bit disillusioned with VR today in its direction, this is something new and it's a different category. So I think, like leap on that, pounce on it, and, and show people that that's that's the the that should be the focus of this device from my point of view. But of course, it's got flexibility to also rank alongside the Quest in some ways as well, doing yes, very probably. similar things to the Quest <laughs> in right. that way as well. So it's got a level of flexibility while also showing people that have seen all this before something completely different that they've not seen before in this way. So yeah, I'm. Like you, Sebastian, I was I had my my expectations very much tempered when before I came here, but um, that those demos, those very simple demos, they they weren't anything extravagant at all. So you imagine give this to you said you came up with that demo in a night, an evening. You had the, the idea and you came up with that in an evening, and then you said imagine if you gave this to a developer for a week or a month or six months, what could they come up with? And it's all of these things that spark the imagination and keep people like me excited in this technology. And what was, you know, to, to conclude on that, your experience, what was amazing for me, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not really a impressive guy, but when I saw your reaction and your smile, when you when you use your hands, when you yeah, try the device for the first really time, cool. part, as a part of the people that created the device, it, it, it speaks a lot to me and it, it, it tells a lot about the work we're doing here. And uh, yeah. I hope the, the, the team would watch this as well. And I'm sure I'm, they will. I'm sure they're really, really proud that we, we were able to execute that. Mm -hmm. 
and that we are on the right path to bring something new to people. Yeah. And it's uh, it, it what motivates us. Uh, and like you as well, you know, this space, every, what it's bringing into people's life, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it, it's really amazing. So, you know, thank you for coming. Thank you for, you know, uh, even with the expectation you had, making this trip to, to Paris, come and see the device. Uh, I'm quite sure it was worth it now. Yeah, it was uh, worth it, absolutely. And, um, and I, I hope people will get that this is real, uh, of course, but uh, I think it's, now it's, they know it's real. Yeah. It's worth supporting, it's worth trying, so you can, you, you can buy one online. Um, we will op open some demos. We will, uh, we will try to be there for AWE. We'll be there at CES. Uh, you'll be able to try links more and more as we assemble more and more devices. But uh, yeah, now is the first first time really that we, we, we put all those out there. And uh, it's really exciting. I was waiting for this day for three years now. Right. And, uh, and, it, and it pays off uh, just by your reaction. Yeah. Just seeing you uh, and your experience. You've seen everything. You've seen it space. all. So uh, yeah, it was, it was very telling. Yeah. yeah. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And also, like, we can also say thank you, Red, for inviting us yeah. and giving us a chance to try this out as one of the first people ever on this planet. And yeah, it was it was really cool. And Archpole, who, who's watching this right now, says it's a true mixed reality headset, and they need to be congratulated with only a 15-person development team. And I, I think thank that you. is just like that, that wraps it all up. Yeah. Today. And, and uh, yeah, we, we're at the beginning of something very big. Uh, maybe next year we'll look back at this video saying, oh, hey, there were 15 people in this, in this room, yeah. you know, uh, playing in their kitchen to, to, to make these headsets. Uh, and we, we'll look back. So I'm really, I cherish this, this moment. And uh, I hope people understand better now. I think and, they and, do now. And, and, and they will understand better in the weeks to come uh, why, why we're, how much we're bringing to the AR and VR space uh, and to people's life. So yeah, it's, so it's really great. Amazing. And probably you can put this video into the Kickstarter. So for, for somebody who really wants to understand it now. In depth, yeah. In depth, watch this video, I think. Watch this podcast or listen to this podcast and you will really know what you're backing. Absolutely. Right? This makes so much yeah. sense. Yeah. Wow, perfect. Really, really nice. Again, thank you for everything. This was the first episode that we did live together yeah, here. Yeah, it was so cool. I so much enjoyed it to meet you, to meet you, yeah, to yeah, know you, great. and uh, yeah, to talk about the bleeding edge of mixed reality, of a mixed reality headset. One of the first. You guys can back this right now. I'm going to put the link to the Kickstarter down into the description of this video and also of the audio podcast. Check it out. Costs five hundred dollars, and it's yeah, it's a cool device. It's a bit an edge of mixed reality, and you're supporting a young startup that has like the real motivations. <laughs> I think that's important to do what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. Whoa, what an episode! And I'm really like, I'm feeling excited and emotional about this episode because I think this was a very special episode here. And um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what to say. This was really, really cool. Episode number um, 12 of season two of the Next Dimension podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a thumbs up. And also, please, um, if you haven't done so yet, 
absolutely do uh, give us a review on iTunes. Uh, you can probably, after this episode, at least finally, <laughs> get on your iPad or your iPhone, open the podcast app where you can find us, find the Next Dimension podcast, and do write us a review because I really think this is a special podcast going to places <laughs> to, to really talk with people who are now at the bleeding edge of our industry, the industry that we love so much. So thank you so much and see you next week. Until then, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye. bye.